International Women's Day is coming up, and what better way to celebrate the amazing women working in film than through the Girls on Film Awards? It's so important that we talk about the films that women have made, so we don't forget them, that we put them front and center. Please raise a glass for that, and Girls on Film. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. I'm going to get that gun of mine, and I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot. Some people call me a freak. I hate that word. I don't believe in it. Better yet, I don't believe in labels. You know, I think you're the only girl in the world that can stand on a stage with a spotlight in her eye and still see a diamond inside a man's pocket. Because I'm up at five every morning working my ass off. Does someone want to just tell me to my face, you're never going to give me the scores I deserve? Hello, I'm Anna Smith. Welcome to the 145th edition of Girls on Film. Last week we held our second annual Girls on Film Awards at the Garden Cinema in Covent Garden, which I co-hosted with Girls on Film exec producer and co-founder Hedda Archbold. So we held the awards in the run-up to International Women's Day as our way of celebrating the amazing women working in film. The awards have some groundbreaking categories with a difference. One for Best Female Friendship on Screen, for instance and one for Best Female Orgasm on Film, to celebrate female pleasure. We spoke briefly about the categories to our presenters, who include last year's winners, and film critics who appear regularly on the Girls on Film podcast, and of course to the winners. Here's the first part of the second ever Girls on Film awards ceremony. Enjoy. Welcome everyone to the second ever Girls on Film awards. It is so lovely to have you here. Oh my gosh, what a lovely room. I'm Anna Smith, the host of Girls on Film, and this is my co-founder, the wonderful Hedda Archbold. Round of applause. So Hedda, as you can see, is joining me on stage for this ceremony and podcast recording. Woohoo! Thank you for being here, Hedda. I normally do this solo, so it's really nice to have you with me today. Thank you. We're also really thrilled to be back in the Garden Cinema in London's Covent Garden once again. We love this place. Isn't it gorgeous? It's, it's truly independent as well, and it's diverse in its programme, which is one of the reasons we love being here. You can catch new and classic films here, and they just love film as we do. As you can tell from the movie-themed decor, I don't know if you've caught some of that in the bar, but uh, check out the murals after. It's a lot of fun. So, uh, Girls on Film. We launched the podcast five years ago to provide a platform for female film critics and filmmakers. And our current episode is our 144th episode, uh, which features Sandy Powell, who received the BAFTA Lifetime Achievement Award uh, last week, and also film critic Hannah Flint to talk about her book, Strong Female Character. So we've taken Girls on Film to home in Manchester. We've been on the road. We've been to festivals in Glasgow, Belfast, Rotterdam, Cannes, and recently Mallorca. That was a bit of a hardship. Um, And we've recorded shows in venues all over London. We've partnered with publicists, distributors, and streaming platforms who we want to thank for their trust in us. Thank you for those of you who are here. We also want to thank our principal partners, Vanessa Smith and Peter Brewer, who are here. Thank you, round of applause for them. And I also want to thank our sponsors and media partners for their support. We have some wonderful sponsors, the Garden Cinema, as as I know already mentioned, and Headgear Films, who sponsored the reception. Big thank you to them. And also to our category sponsors, who are Eon Productions, IMDb, Intimacy On Set, and Netflix. So now for the Girls on Film Awards. Um, This year we have 12 categories, two more than last year. 
and um, we have some fabulous nominees this year. And um, I'd love a round of applause for all of those people who are nominated today. Yay. We love all the work that's been nominated. Um, and the work was voted for by film critics who are regulars on the podcast. And the Girls on Film team has deliberated hard to decide on the winners. So let us start with the first category. This is one I love. It means so much to us. It's best female friendship on screen. This is central to what we do, right? When we started the podcast, we put many films to the Bechdel test, which asks if there are two named female characters who discuss something other than a man. I'm happy to say that things have moved on enough for us to stop banging on about it all the time. It seems like a very low benchmark and perhaps less relevant to be discussing that now. But uh, what we try to focus on is to celebrate films that, that really do this and that show female connection in all its glory. We featured so many on the podcast this year and our voters narrowed it down to these nominees. So first up, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Girl Picture, also known as Girls, Girls, Girls. She Said. The Silent Twins. The Swimmers. And The Woman King. So to present this award, we're delighted to have with us a director whose film Misbehaviour was a winner at last year's awards. Her films always portray female friendship with enormous warmth and joy. Please welcome to the stage, Philippa Lothorpe. Welcome. Do join us, Philippa. Welcome back. It's lovely to see you. It's lovely to be here. It's a while since we've seen each other, a whole year. What, what have you been up to in the last year? Well, I was confessing to Anna that I haven't been up to too much because my son's doing his A-levels. So I've been a bit on duty at home, but I've been doing lots of writing and preparing to hopefully make a film this autumn. Oh, wonderful. I look forward to seeing that. Um, I wondered if you could say something about this particular category. Well... For me, I think female friendship is such an important part of my life. I don't know about for everybody here, but it's so such a deep thing to have a, a fantastic female friend in all its craziness, its messiness, its, its intimacy and everything about it. And to see these amazing films, I've watched all of these films, and to see them represented up here is such a joy. I, I took something special from each and every one of these and each showed a different aspect of female friendship. So I'm excited to know who's won. Well, actually this was a very tough decision as you've just outlined. So we actually did decide to have a commendation as well as an overall winner. So I'm happy to say that a special mention goes to the film Girl Picture, otherwise known as Girls, Girls, Girls. Bravo. Congratulations to Vertigo Releasing, who've had an amazing slate of female-directed films in the last year. And uh, this film by Ali Hapasalo um, is a, a wonderful film, and she sent a thank you speech, which we'd like to show you. Hi. Greetings from snowy Helsinki. I wish I could be in London with you to celebrate Girls on Film, but instead I will be celebrating by nursing my six-week-old baby girl here in Helsinki instead, which... I would say it's a pretty decent way to celebrate girls, but I hope you're having a really great time and evening there. Now, thank you, Girls on Film podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, truly. Um, this award makes me super happy. Um, the fact that you are, are acknowledging the depiction of female friendship on screen is a big um, honor for all of us making this film. As we set out to create a depiction of female friendship that would be realistic and truthful 
and positive. You know, I think that the on-screen world is quite familiar with antagonistical relationships between women, but I think that female friendship in real life is a strong superpower, and I really wanted this film to celebrate that superpower. Um, it, of course, stems from the beautiful script by Ilona Ahti and Daniela Hakulinen, and is put into full bloom by my wonderful artistic team and the amazing cast, who brought so much truth um, on the big screen. You know, be it a, a lick on a friend's cheek in the spur of the moment, or um, closing the big fight in an immediate hug with so much urgency and emotion. So very thankful for that collaboration and sharing this award with all of these wonderful co-creators. Um, I also want to thank Girls on Film podcast for all of the important work that you do. You know, thinking that my tiny baby girl sleeping in the next room will have um, a whole huge variety of, of female-led films and stories um, to hear about, read about, and watch is, is so key. It's so important that we talk about the films that women have made, so we don't forget them, that we put them front and center and, um, and have intelligent conversation about it. I really, truly appreciate your work, um, so I want to thank you for it. Please raise a glass for that, and uh, female friendship on screen and girls on film. Thank you again. Bye. Thank you, Ali. She's, she's a wonderful woman. She came on the podcast and had such fun talking to her. It's a great episode if you haven't heard it. The overall winner of this is a powerful film that showed a tangible connection between many female characters and two women in particular who'd been through a great deal together in life and who supported each other through unimaginable challenges with grace and humour. Here are a couple of quotes from our voters. A rare historical film that shows female sensitivity, bonding and friendship. The female gaze here is just beautiful. Feels groundbreaking and unprecedented in its depiction of strong, complex, multi-generational black women fighting for each other, physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. So, Philippa, please, would you like to announce the winner? And the winner is the woman king. Fantastic. We, we have a, an acceptance speech from Gina before we bring someone up to accept this in person. So uh, let's have a look at the clip from Gina Prince-Bath. Thank you, Girls on Film, for this very cool honor of best female friendship for Amenza and Aniska in The Woman King. We are so, so proud of this film, not only because it shows how women have an innate warrior within them, but also shows the incredible power of sisterhood. This film would not have been made without the incredible power of sisterhood. So that beautiful friendship that you see on screen between Viola Davis and Sheila Team who embodied their character so beautifully that was built off screen in those gyms as they were training in rehearsals, in the fights that we had to protect the vision. So that beauty again, built off screen, showed up so beautifully on screen. Um, thank you for honoring those two incredible actors. Thank you for honoring the film. Thank you. And we're absolutely delighted to have with us Sheila Atim from The Woman King. Sheila, congratulations. Obviously, we adored this film, and you know, as we were saying, the bond on screen is absolutely incredible. Can you talk to me a little about, about your reaction to this category and to the award and your feelings about it? 
Yeah, I love it. I've I've never seen a category like this before, which I think is really cool. It, there's something that's. I mean, obviously, you know, there are other nominees, and congratulations to everybody who was nominated as well. Um, but there's, you know, the fact that it's about friendship. It kind of removes the competitive nature that can sometimes be part a part of award ceremonies, and I think that's really wonderful. Um, and I think it's something that can often be. Um, overlooked when it comes to the quality of representation, you know, across the board, whether that's gender or, um, you know, race or ability or whatever the protected characteristic is, um, that it's not just about having people in projects of a certain identification, but how are they used? How are their characters written? You know, how do they interact with each other? There's no use putting women in stories if they're not very well written or if they're not able to have friendships or, you know, interact with other women in a certain way. So I think it's super cool. Can you talk to me briefly about working with Gina and Viola to create those kind of intense and very credible and very believable friendships that we see on screen? Yeah, I mean, it was, as Gina said in the video, you know, a lot of it came for free, which is lucky because that doesn't always happen. <laughs> um, but, you know, with this friendship in particular, Viola is a really wonderful person. And, you know, there are many other friendships throughout the story and throughout the cast as well um, that are just as important as this one in the film. Um, but I think for us, it was, it was just really important to understand the stakes when making this film. And that meant the friendship had to be there because we were a team. You know, we were working together. Physically, we were working together in the fights. You're always working together anyway, you know, when it comes to creating scenes. But I think the knowledge of what we were trying to achieve with The Woman King just made that step up one extra level. Um, and also, you know, trying to be aware of the fact that we were portraying a group of female warriors and we don't just want them to be fighters. We want them to be more than just fighters. And so building in that nuance was really important. And one of the best ways to do that was to show friendships and to show how they interacted with each other in their softer moments or more vulnerable moments or more humorous moments, um, really bring them to life so that we could give them a fullness of character and a fullness of story. Um, so that was that was the kind of a part of the job that we all knew was really important. And then we just, yeah, the rest came naturally. Well, congratulations again, Tila. Thank you so much for joining us, for accepting this award. And uh, yeah, thank you for, for, for presenting today. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. And we're just going to have a clip from The Woman King to remind us of its absolute brilliance now. What are you doing? I'm overside. You know what the king will do to you if you defy him? You want to be expelled or what? No, no, no. I know what it is. In the dream, the beast I'm so frightened of. It is me. No. Beautiful. Um, now for the best documentary category. There are some incredible women working in documentaries at the moment, and the breadth of subjects covered in this year range from the most intimate to the most global, and each one brings a unique perspective through the female lens. The nominations are All the Beauty in the Bloodshed, 
Fadia's tree. Fire of love. Last flight home. And nothing compares. Let's see some clips. My anger at the Sackler family, it's personal. When you think of the profit of people's pain, you can only be furious. Suddenly, the lava plunges down 10 meters in seconds. Maurice me fait remarquer que nous sommes fous de rester là. Et pourtant, nous restons. Elon started an airline. He believed everyone should be able to afford to fly. Are you concerned that the big boys are going to drive you out of business? No. We were a happy five-some. Those were idyllic years. And then one day, he had a massive stroke. We don't get a choice on how we come into this world, but we should have a choice on how we go out. In one way, I loved it. Obviously, I was very young woman and you kind of fantasize about being famous in another way i was frightened by it i couldn't understand why anyone liked my records just love all those films i'm really pleased to say that here to announce the winner is the director of last year's winning film in this category it's for summers wad akatib <laughs> welcome back to girls on film it's such a pleasure to have Thank you. I know it's 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 a difficult time at the moment, so I just wanted you to, if there's anything you want to share with us right now before you present this award, the floor is yours. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think more than ever, we need stories. Uh, it doesn't matter the way we want to tell it. It's documentary, it's fiction, it's any way, like it's, we need our voices to be heard. Um, since 6th of February, um, you know, like we've been through a lot as Syrian people in the last 12 years. Um, and what happened now just was over what anyone could imagine. Uh, what wars could happen? The earthquake hit Syria and Turkey. There's so many people until now in the street. Uh, my family was one of them last week. They are now in a, in a safe place. Uh, we spent the last two years, uh, two weeks, just trying to understand what happened uh, and grief some friends and families. Uh, with all of this, you know, I thought about, I cancelled so many things this week, but I felt not this one. Um, I came here to have more strength, and I can see that through all the people who are in the room, these amazing films and people who are still fighting for so many different goals, but it's all for all of us. Um, so I'm very honoured to be here and to give the award this year. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I'll just give a citation for the for the winner. Uh, it's an incredible selection of documentaries this year, and um, there was one that clearly moved our voters most especially deeply. It's an inspiring and moving feminist documentary about activism. The jury was impressed by the filmmaker's sensitive treatment of this untold story of a musical icon, edited with flair to create a poignant story. Word, would you please announce the winner?
the winner of best documentary feature is Nothing Compares. And we have executive producer Lucy Pillin here to accept the award. Please welcome Lucy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you on, on behalf of Catherine, who's in LA, and um, everybody involved with the film. Thank you. It's incredible. Well, thank you for coming. It's lovely to have you here in person. Um, how was the film received initially? Um, it's, I think what was so um, exciting for the team was um, after uh, the first screening at Sundance, was just so much reaction on social media and and people word of mouthing it and peer to peer, which is obviously what you'd hoped for, but it actually blew us away. And um, I know that Catherine was blown away by uh, the reaction that you know she was getting, and yeah, it was beyond what we'd hoped. Really, it was it was yeah staggering, and uh, a testament to the artist really that the film's about. So yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, Catherine Ferguson, the director of the film, has uh, it, she's not here, she's in LA, but she has sent us a thank you speech. So please stay with us while we have a look at her speech. Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a fantastic evening. Um, I'm gutted that I'm not there. I hope you're having lots of fun. Uh, we just want to say a humongous thank you for this award for Best Documentary. We weren't expecting it at all. So we're very thrilled and honoured. Thank you so much. Um, I want to say a huge thank you uh, to everybody that worked on it, um, from our producers, Michael Malley and Eleanor Entage, to our editor, Mick Mahan, archive producer, Joe Stones, composers, Linda and Irene Buckley. I also want to thank uh, Lucy Pullen, who I'm aware is there this evening to collect the award, uh, one of our amazing EPs, and John Reynolds. Without Lucy and John, the film wouldn't have been possible. They work very closely with our small first time uh, feature film um, production team and they worked with Sinead and they made sure that this film happened and believed very much in it and so I can only thank them from the bottom of my heart that uh, they did what they did and of course lastly I want to thank Sinead O'Connor. Uh, she has been an inspiration to me since I was a young Irish girl uh, growing up in Belfast and she from making this film I've got to meet the masses around the world and I've met masses of people who feel exactly the same about her as I do. Uh, she's touched so many people's lives and continues to do so with her integrity, her boldness and her incredible talent. Um, so just wanted to say a huge heartfelt thanks to Sinead. Have a fantastic evening. Cheers. So on to a new category this year. I've always marvelled at the incredibly detailed work done by the art department, um, which so often goes unsung. I was recently asked to co-host the British Film Designers Guild Production Design Awards. Uh, great fun, very cool ceremony. And I'm thrilled that we have a new category of Best Production Design. So the nominees are Katie Byron for Don't Worry Darling. Ruth de Jong for Nope. Catherine Martin and Karen Murphy for Elvis. Florencia Martin for Babylon and Blonde. And Cave Quinn for Catherine Called Birdie. The production designers, they are incredible. They dream up the world that a film will take place in and then they build it. So let's see some clips of the work of these dreamers and builders. Victory has things money can't buy. Mm -hmm. 
I live next door. You wouldn't believe the things I've heard. Jack and Alice only have time for each other. Hundreds of people love you. They want you. You belong. Would I choose to die rather than be forced to marry? I do not think either option appealing or fair. I cheer for you, Birdie. I fear for you. I am, thank the Lord, very cunning. Most girls are, though we're not giving due credit for it. Wonderful stuff. Now, here to present this award is a Girls on Film regular and fabulous person, Wendy Mitchell. <laughs> Thank you for having me back and for introducing this very important new category. Well, would you like to say a few words about this very category? I'm glad you asked, because I would. <laughs> well, I think part of the reason we go to the cinema is to see a world that's different than ours, whether that's somebody living in a squalid flat with cockroaches or another planet or anything in between and um, production design is so important for that and I just very quickly want to say you know I'm really happy with these nominees Don't Worry Darling is a film that's so I found the sound design the production design all impeccable and we didn't talk about it enough because we were talking about gossip so um, for Nope I mean she created this whole ranch. That ranch house was built from scratch. Um, and it felt like such a real place where they had grown up with the famous father. Elvis, I mean, gosh, I don't even know where to start. But, you know, that was Beale Street. That was shot in Australia. And we can't tell that. Um, for Babylon, I mean, that for the party sequence alone, uh, Blonde took us through different reality and fantasy with Marilyn. Um, and Catherine called Birdie. This is set in the 13th century, and yet it's bright and fun and colorful, much like its protagonist. So I think such an important part of filmmaking, production design. Thank you so much for that, Wendy. Um, before we ask you to announce the winner, Hedda's going to give a quick uh, description. Yes, the production design of the winning film has built a world rich in detail and as spirited and colorful as the film's protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> The vibrancy of the locations echoes the playful and anarchic spirit of this delightfully feminist film. I have an idea. <laughs> I didn't know before, but... <laughs> the winner of the Girls on Film Best Production Design is Cav Quinn. Congratulations. This is for Catherine called Birdie, which is just an amazing film. And congratulations. Congratulations. And we have her here in the room. Please welcome... Cave, thank you so much for joining us. Round of applause, please. Hello. I'm quite overwhelmed. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, and also we were such a low budget film compared to all these other films, I think. Um, and we started just before COVID lockdown and then we had to stop. And then um, when it restarted, my, my amazing friend, Andrea, who's also my supervising art director, also amazing designer, but she took over. So I want to say thank you to her. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, amazing work, absolutely beautiful. Um, I was just going to ask you what the, what the challenges were, but there were many, as you were just uh, pointing out, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about um, what, what your thinking was in making it so colourful and bright, because that's very unusual for films of yeah. that period. People, when they look at medieval films, they see the, um, you know, the architecture where these films came from, and everything's gone. It's like, the, it's like a whalebone of what it was. It's very unusual to find anything that's originally in its, its exact state, especially from the 13th century. And Lena really wanted to kind of revitalise what it really was. And the best way to find out was actually looking at illuminated manuscripts. And I spent a lot of time um, looking through as many illuminated, you know, like really, really carefully looking. And that's where you see all the detail. Because there weren't any paintings from that period. It wasn't, you know, the Renaissance or anything like that. There wasn't art in that in that way. And there were tapestries and they painted on wood, you know, they you know, but you have to really look at the uh, manuscripts to get that detailing. So that and also read. I read a lot. Yeah. Wonderful. It, it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. And um, we have a clip to show from it, so let's have a look. Am I to move on calmly with what I know now? A man is going to take a heated iron poker, a heated one, stick it up my nose until there's a space big enough for his whole thumb. After which, he will press seeds into my brain. And they trickle down my throat, into my gut, where they take root for nine months before popping out my bum. No! No! I shall murder that pig. I shall murder him, Moenna, and he will bleed worse than if I was to stick a spike up his... Corpus Bones. It is I, Bud. <laughs> That's lovely. Congratulations again. Thank you. Congratulations again. Thank you so much. I'm sure that's inspired a few people here to check that film out who haven't seen it as well. <laughs> it's really <laughs> worth a watch. Thank you. Thank Congrats you again, Kate. <laughs> so we're delighted to have Scala Radio as the media partner for our next category, which is for Best Composer. Scala Radio will be broadcasting a new four-part series called She Scores which is presented by different female composers in partnership with Girls on Film. So do listen out for that on, uh, on Scala Radio. So um, let's have a look at the nominees. So the nominees are uh, Chanda Dancy for I Want to Dance with Somebody and Devotion. Hilda Goodnight-Otter for Women Talking and Tar. Levanese Farouche for Living. Aska Matsumiya for After Yang.
Amelia Warner for Mr. Malcolm's List. To present this award, we've got the winner of last year's Girls on the Film Award in this category, and we're thrilled to have her with us today. It's also her birthday today, so special welcome for Nanita Desai. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! How's your birthday going? Fantastic. I thought I'd get a free glass of bubbly, that's why I came. <laughs> you can have an extra one after it's your birthday. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming here on this very special day. Um, you won last year for The Wall, Climb for Gold and for Sama, which had very different kind of scores. Would you like to speak a little bit about the breadth that we see in this year's nominees? I'm stunned. I'm always stunned by, it, especially with female composers um, who have been coming up through the ranks over the last few years. Um, you know, for me, music has no gender, and um, and, and so you know, I mean, uh, many of my favourites this year, Hilda Gudnadotir's "Women Talking" and "Tar," they are so different. And I think with "Women Talking," for example, really took her out of her comfort zone, uh, writing an acoustic guitar-based score, which is very unusual for for uh, Hilda. Chanda Dancy, I loved I Want to Dance with Somebody. Me too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so much um, and, uh, and devotion, you know, I mean, as you hear, it's an epic, big symphonic score. It's about devotion to, to family, to your country, you know, to your friends. Um, so a very emotional score. Emily Lebanese Farouche, I mean, what can I say? She's, it's been lovely to see her career go from, from scoring rocks through to Senso, Prano Bailey Bond's film. Um, she's really come into her own over the last few years. Um, and a beautiful score, you know, very piano-based score for living. Um, uh, it's quite astonishing. Um, Ashka Matsumiya, I'm not terribly familiar with her work, so... I did bone up on her music. It's a really indie, bold uh, score. I know she's an LA-based composer, so it's great to see a really interesting voice coming through there. And then Amelia Warner. Her music is warm and comforting, you know, period drama. Um, she's very much come into her own, you know, taking that space. I think she's perhaps overshadowing Rachel Portman. I think she's the new Rachel Portman, should I dare I say it. <laughs> but no, I, I love Amelia's work. Um, always, you know, great music. Thank you. Well, um, a few words of the citation. The winning composer wrote not one but two scores this year, which could not be more different. She proves herself a mistress of understated suspense in the one, and in the other she develops complex issues of trauma, reconciliation with the past, and the freedom to move on to a brighter future. And in both she demonstrates the courage and versatility to deal with complex subjects and psychologically intense dramas, there's an intellectual heft to her work that really marks her out. Please announce the winner. And the winner of the Best Composer for Girls on Film Awards this year is Hilda Gudnadottir. Well, Hilda can't be with us this evening. She has sent us a lovely message. Let's have a look at that wonderful acceptance speech now from Hilda. Hi, Girls on Film. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing just to look over the, the list of nominees, I think, this this uh, year. What a, it's been a real power year for, for women, girls on film, I think. It's really, really great to see all the names together, and, and particularly in the, in the 
score department. I think there were really fantastic uh, scores this year by so so many fantastic female composers, and and it's a real honor to get to be amongst those beautiful composers. So I want to grant congratulate them so much on, on their beautiful work, and and uh, as well as 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 all the other nominees and and uh, of course winners this evening. It's it's a uh, it's very inspiring to see all these all these names together. It fills me with uh, hope and power. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to part one of the Girls on Film Awards 2023. Listen out for part two coming soon. If you want to see the films we talked about, we've put details of where to watch them in the show notes. on Film is an HLA production produced by executive producer Hedda Archbold with Lydia Scott and Eleanor Hardy. Our audio producer for this episode is Michelle Tofi, who was also our projectionist at the awards. Thanks also to our wider team of Girls on Film supporters for their invaluable help on the awards. Poppy Baker, Heather Dempsey, Greta Gard, Eliana J. Hamer and Jesse Mason. Thanks to our principal partners Vanessa Smith and Peter Brewer, Thanks to the Garden Cinema for hosting the awards and thanks to our sponsors, Eon Productions, Headgear Films, IMDb, Intimacy on Set and Netflix. And our media partners, British Cinematographer Magazine, Deadline, Scala Radio and Time Out. Thank you, lovely listeners. Stay safe. I wanted her to learn how to kick somebody's ass. (laughs) 